Pivotal Pop with Xander, Ed and Hayden. Welcome to Pivotal Pop, a music podcast hosted by three pop misfits where we break down and tear apart albums that were pivotal in artists' careers and give you our own personal take on how we thought the album rollout should have gone. After the hyper-pop release of Run and Reloaded, Nicki Minaj set out to get back to her rap roots, and the result was The Pink Print, which offered one of her biggest hits to date and was a critical success. Let's get into it. Pivotal Pop with Xander, Ed and Hayden. Hello, boys. How are we going? Hi, Dad. Very good. <laughs> Every week we it's Dad We are feeling now. ourselves. You're feeling... <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Pivotal Pop, the album where we take... Uh, the album. <laughs> the podcast where we take an album, break it down, and tell you how we think it should have been done. Um, this week, we are covering a huge pop icon, um, which is a rap artist, which is Nicki Minaj. Yeah. <laughs> pop icon who's a rap artist. What a way to oh, yeah. But he's he's not wrong. He's not wrong. No. Yeah. No, and it's definitely a point of contention with this album specifically. Yes. Yeah, um, sure. But before we jump into the pink print this week, I wanted to throw a question at you both. Besides Nicki Minaj, who do you think would who would you consider to be the queen of rap now? Ooh. Now? Right now. In 2022, if Nicki Minaj wasn't a thing, who is the queen of rap? Obviously, right. Megan Trainor. <laughs> I can have my Gucci um as she should go off. Um, oh, I think I'm like just because it's not really a time. I mean, you know what? I, I fucking love Azalea Banks. Um, oh, I know she's yeah. really problematic, but I just love her. I know. Yeah. I'm sorry. No, that's a good shout. That's a yeah. Um. Can I make an adjustment to what you were saying, but I promise you it makes sense. Yes. I think that the queen of pop right now is Doja Cat. Like, I, I think, agree. Yes. I agree. No one, no one at the moment is doing it like her. And to me, it's like, this is what the biggest star in the world should look like in 2022. Yeah. It's like someone that gets in yes. culture, mean culture, but also can pump out like exactly what we need to hear from them. So yeah. I, I, I actually think Doja is doing... Uh, what Nikki started out doing better. Do you, does that make yeah, sense? Agree. I agree. Mm-hmm. I think Nikki well, definitely think, like, paved the way for Doja to to be doing what she's doing, but I think that Doja is a more as a much more versatile and well rounded version of what Nikki started out as. Doja's getting the number ones, but she's not sacrificing anything to get them. Like mm, she yeah. can do a soundtrack song, like a really hard sort of hip hop rap song, a really commercial song. Like she just can't put a foot wrong. I yeah, but it. it's and it's so true, Xander. The reason why she can do that is because Nicki Minaj paved the way, yep. and she paved the way by playing both to hip hop and to pop radio, <laughs> which we'll talk about later. I imagine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I, I, I definitely think, yeah, I, I would agree that Doja is up there. Um, I don't think Cardi B is, since she's only had one album still. <laughs> Yeah, true. Yeah, but you know what's crazy? Whenever she drops a song, it goes it to number does, one. It does, it does like, go to number one, yeah. People eat her up. Mm. Yeah. Oh, actually, can we... I'm just going to shout someone out right now. Yeah. Ice Spice. Oh, um, across her? Who? Oh, I know of, but haven't heard anything. Ice, oh, Ice Spice. York, Ice Spice. She's this New York rapper... Um, definitely check her out. Um, if if you if you're feeling like being introduced to someone sort of new, I've never heard any like like female rap like her. It's just very New York. It's very like um, oh. 
fuck, I don't even know what to say. Like, it's it's so just in your face, but really real. I definitely check her out. She only has like two songs out anyway, so it'll oh, be send, easy send them to, to our little private chat. Oh, we do you know what we'll do. Yes, we'll actually like... post when this episode comes out. We'll post um a little snippet of her on on our Pivotal Pop page. Go to Instagram Pivotal Pop Podcast. You can follow along there. Um, we do lots of fun stuff. Um, eat blah 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 blah. All that. <laughs> great plug. Great plug. Thank you so much. Um, but. Yes, the pink print, Nicki Minaj, that is what we're jumping into today. Um, a huge pivot from the pop roots of Roman Reloaded. Uh, there is a lot to unpack, uh, I think, particularly in the single choices with this one. Would you agree? Mm, Absolutely. Yeah. Mm. So without further ado, let's... Uh, I'm trying to think of like a, a pun with a pink print. Let's um, print it up. No, that's bad. Let's get on our four-door, whatever the fuck it's called, a body oh. <laughs> What? Uh, let's let's let all no four-door oh. um, so, so, door. No, here we go. So, uh, so without further ado, let's get on our knees because we are feeling ourselves and we want some more. <laughs> yeah, good. Amazing. Well done. Want some more was good. It goes without saying that Nicki Minaj had one of the fastest and most impactful trajectories in rap history. Starting with a string of features in 2010, including Mariah Carey, Christina Aguilera, and Trey Songs, it was a guest feature on Kanye West's Monster that directed the international spotlight firmly on Nicki. Her debut album, Pink Friday, broke records for selling 375,000 copies in its opening week and featured a diamond-selling single in Super Bass. And by the time she dropped her follow-up, Roman Reloaded, two years later, her title as Queen of Rap was commonplace. But it's her third album, 2014's The Pink Print, we'll be discussing today. Pivotal for a few reasons. It was unfortunately her first album to miss number one on the charts, but the Pink Print felt like the album that cemented her status as queen of rap and felt like a much more serious album, showcasing artistic growth and more personal lyrics. The album spawned six singles, including the now stapled Nicki hit Anaconda, and would go on not to not yeah, and would go on to be nominated for Best Rap Album at the Grammys in 2016, where it would lose to Kendrick Lamar's To Pimp a Butterfly. It would spend two uh, it would spend 123 weeks in the Billboard Hot 200, which was the 12th longest for a female in history, and eventually sold 5 million copies. So, boys, did this album get your pink bits going, or did you give this Nikki the flicky? Oh, oh I kind of want to leave the podcast after you said that. <laughs> I love it. Deserved. I'm in it my flop my- era. <laughs> it definitely got my pink bits going. I loved this album when it came out, but I'm a huge Nicki stan. And I'm kind of curious as to what you guys think about Nicki Minaj as an entity in the music industry. As an oh, entity, uh, look, I was 17 or 18. I wish I was 18 when Pink Friday came out and I was obsessed with Nicki Minaj at that point. It was just like such a cultural reset, such a huge uh, pop phenomenon at the time. Um, I was I was all about it. Um, Roman Reloaded didn't have the same magic that Pink Friday had for me, um, and oh, so I wasn't I wasn't as invested in her then. Although I did appreciate it, and it was pop, so I did like it. Um, and then coming into the pink print listening to this album recently for this podcast 
um, I really recognize why it was so impactful. And there are so many songs in there. I'm like, oh, wow, I really for- I forgot this song was a song that she'd recorded. Um, but at the time when it was released, I don't know if it was just the time of my life and the music I was into. I didn't really pay that much attention and it kind of really didn't sit well with me in, in her discography. Um, but coming back to it now, um, I do really appreciate it more. And I think it really combines the best bits of what Pink Friday was and then the pop moments of what Roman Reloaded was. Yeah, I agree with that. Great take. I think I, I'm quite similar, whereas like Pink Friday was such a statement album. I fucking loved Huge. it. And then Roman Reloaded, I played all the time, but it wasn't really like an artistic peak for her. It was just kind of like her most commercial era. And mm. this kind of really took me into a direction of the Nikki that I love. Like it's my kind of go-to. That's so funny that you say that because I feel like I never really got around Pink Friday, not because it isn't an incredible body of work. It just wasn't something that like came across what I was into at the time. But when Roman Reloaded came out, I was obsessed (laughs) with that album. Like I just couldn't believe that someone was just so, like was going to be so upfront with being like, I'm going to play to rap. And I'm going to play to pop and I'm going to do both really well instead of trying to make this like some sort of cohesive thing. Like to me, that was just so funny that she did that. Um, but obviously when do she you did think, that. Do you think on that note that like for me, my issue with Nikki is that I, I think she flip flops too much. It does talk to her strength as an artist that she can do so many different lanes, but I didn't really know who she was properly until the pink print or my, what I thought I knew about Nikki. I, I, yeah, I, mean, I I thought I had a really good sense of who she was after Pink Friday. I think we'd never oh, well. seen we'd never seen a female rapper have the crossover potential that she had, uh, and she yeah. could really just slip into the you know the hardcore rap side of stuff where she was um, an amazing lyricist, and then she could also slip into this pop uh, diva side, which we saw on like Super Bass or when she was featured uh, on that what's that David Guetta song? It's not is it no Where Did Girls At? Turn me on. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, back. sorry. Turn me on. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, and so you you had these two different sides of her that were both equally just as strong as each other. Um, yeah. And I think the issue for me after that was just, I mean, we call her the generous queen because she's on everyone's song, but there's too <laughs> many versions of her at once sometimes and I'm kind of I struggle to follow where she's going or, or like okay is she heading in this direction now or is the, is the album yes. going to be more focused on that and I'm just, I get a bit confused and it's a bit overwhelming so sometimes I just choose to ignore what she's doing because I can't keep up but I I, I like that because I, I like there's no other artist that can do that I think every other like every artist we we sort of want to understand what they're about holistically and we follow them mm. through their errors and and we always are constantly understanding everything that's going on um in their life because it's like reflected in their personal work but I kind of fucking love that Nicki Minaj paved such a way with the amount of songs that she was able to hop on she was able to become such a name for herself build such an insane fan base um, and then just literally be, I'm going to say it again, ubiquitous. <laughs> oh, <God laughs> I, I, I don't think the overexposure has served her well, though. I think the overexposure has actually been a detriment to her career and how it's oh, turned into now. I disagree. Let's fight about this. We will fight. <laughs> <laughs> I know, honestly, um, I, I, I do think with uh, the amount of songs that she puts herself on and that overexposure has yeah. to... to her career today in 2022, I don't think it could be as strong as it could have if she had pulled back a bit 
um, taken moments to kind of stay a bit quiet and not throw us off on every feature that she can. For sure. Mm. Like it's hard to believe we're discussing an album, sorry, an artist that's only released four albums. And I think if we were discussing mm. just those four albums, it would be such a, you know, maybe throw in monster. Mm. It would be such a different conversation. Yeah. 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 I guess I, I'm a really, really, really big fan of her features. I actually think I might even listen to her, the songs that she's featured on more. Really? Um, wow. Yeah, like, cause I, I don't know, I, like, I, a lot of what I listen to is, is, is like sort of songs that go hard while I'm like running. Um, and she like really, I don't know. Every time I um hear a Nicki Minaj like rap that comes in after the second chorus, I'm like going for gold. So it's like a huge running staple for me, which is why I think I just end up listening. Oh to yeah, it. yeah. Roman Reloaded's gotten me through so many cardio sessions. Oh my god! To this day, still, 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 still play all the time. <laughs> I was gonna ask, like, okay, for me, um, super freaky girl. Can lick it, I can ride it while you slip it and slide it. I can do all them little tricks and keep the dick up inside it. I think is possibly her weakest single ever. Like, I, I hate it. I think it takes the Nikki. It's like this really basic sample of an overplayed song, and it just does nothing for me. Do you guys are you into it? Um, I see I... a lot of uh, similarities to what she was doing earlier in her career, although I just don't think it's executed um, as well. Um, I think it definitely it look she she's she's very smart. She played into yeah. the TikTok generation, and uh, it is catchy, um, and it's something that will stick, and it obviously has because it's got her first number one as a solo artist. Um, it's, I just think it, because I see through what it is and the artistic, the artistic integrity, uh, is at a loss there for me. I don't even think it's like reflective of what she did earlier in her career. I think it's just a reflection of what she did on Anaconda. And it's the whole thing of, um, that when, when they fear an artist is going to flop, I feel like they do the whole, if it ain't broke, don't fix it Mm. thing. We saw this with like focus with Ariana Grande after problem was such a massive hit. And I think mm. that because Nikki had a string of flops that just didn't quite get her into the mainstream with the track with Lil Baby and um like mega flop. Um <laughs> mega flop. Mega flop. <laughs> Rest in peace, mega flop. I think that they were just like, we've got to fucking go right back to basics and see what's gonna work. And like unfortunately. I guess taking a um, a sample of a throwback uh, urban, slightly misogynistic song, throwing a feminist twist on it, and making a, a pop friendly track out of it um, is bread and butter for her. <laughs> bread, butter, and toasted, toasted bread. <laughs> One of the things I really don't like about Nikki as an artist is something you touched on just then, where it's sort of like the fake lead single and not knowing really what it is, and it's like it's throwing stuff at a wall. And I, you know, maybe she is just throwing out stuff out there, but I feel like she's just waiting for a successful moment. That's like yeah. new Nikki for me, though. That that like that was never Nikki in the beginning of her career. That's something re- recently that she's adopted. That she'll 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 throw the single out, and then she's like, "This is going to be the lead for the new album," and then it flops, and she goes. And then she just doesn't mention it again. And then she tries something Which else. Which kind of happened, it might have even started with this album, was Pills and Potions the first time she did this. Yeah, but at least she stuck with it, though. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, true. At least we got a, like a video. Yeah. That was fucking insane. I can't wait till we talk about the singles. I, I can't believe it. <laughs> Same. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. I, um, it's, it's, it's so fun. Okay, it, it actually makes so much sense now, Um, like hearing you guys have this take. But because, because I'm a really big fan of the features that Nikki does, 
I don't mind the whole throwing shit at a wall because for me, I like Nicki Minaj is one of the artists I, I think I've listened to the most in my life, but she's pumped. Like I reckon half of the songs she's put out, I fucking hate. And I just don't, I, I don't touch. <laughs> yeah. I, I like the idea that she'll just be like, yep, yeah, you might like this. You might hate this and just sort of like hop on everything and just be everywhere all at once. And then you get to decide. But like, I don't, I, that, I not, this, is, this is another thing. I don't like, when artists do that though, because I don't want to feel like they're trying to get sales or they're trying to get people to stick onto something. I like, I like them having a solid plan, them sticking to the plan and then putting it out with the faith that the fans will love it or not. I don't like this whole thing. I was like, Oh, I might put this out there because uh, people might like it, like this version of it. I might put this out because these music lovers like this version. I'm like, Oh, I don't like that. I just, I like a solid clean mm. rollout <laughs> where the artist yeah, has fair. has faith in what they're putting out yeah it's, it's funny um in preparing for this because we joked in our like group chat that i had 10 singles for this album that i would um <laughs> and I've, i like i would never bring 10 singles to the table for anyone else but it's truly for me i'm like well i can bring 10 singles to the table because she's used to flopping and we're used <laughs> to seeing her spoiler I'm, alert not just drop everything <laughs> <laughs> i have a question for you guys what is your favorite version of Nikki? Is it like the red one? Is it the mixtape? Is it, you know, um, sample kind of stuff? Like what, what's your favorite Nikki vibe? Um, I think it would have to be, you know, like the songs like, um, like your love. Type the pop tags and be cocking the brim. Might breeze through the ass, might stop at the gym. And they keep a do-rag, keep the wave on swim. Yeah. Yes, that's my favorite Nikki song. Yeah, it could be one of my, it's it's in my top three. That version of Nikki really resonates with me. I, I'm not sure why, but I just, I really like her in those pulled back moments. Um, and I, I think her lyricism is at its best on those moments. And I think that we really get to see who she is um, as an artist. And, you know, on songs like Anaconda, she's so in your face and it is like obviously purely made for a reaction and purely made for, um, you know, uh, the masses and, and, and mass consumption. But when she does a song and even on this album as well, like songs like I lied. Even though I said I didn't need you. Like that's, oh. I love, I love when she's vulnerable on songs. Um, what's another one here as well? Bed of Lies. Oh, not Bed of banger, Lies. Banger, banger. <laughs> <laughs> not Bed of right. Lies. Spoiler. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, sorry. All Things Go. All Things Go. The opening of the fucking album. Let me make this clear. I'm not difficult. I'm just about my business. I'm not into fake industry parties and fake agendas. It's so like... Oh, yeah. Uh, she's so honest on the song and and so self-confessional. I really like when we kind of get that look in, into her when she's not doing anything for a reaction and it's purely her like spitting out her life um, in, in a song. I really like that version of Nikki. God, we could not we could not be more different. With, oh, I oh, know. I was <laughs> sorry. Do you want to say something yet? I don't want to talk. Over oh you. yeah. I just wanted to say, um, Xander, if you stay in my head any longer, I'm going to have to start charging you rent because you fucking read my mind. Oh, my God. Usually like, it's not me like, having the correct takes. You should be able to read me. <laughs> but go on. I love, like, minimalist Nikki where it's like yes! um, kind of the, uh, your love, but, like, bees in the trap and kind of even bees in the butter where it's just, like, killer lyrics and just minimalist kind of melodies and just her going off. She shines. She truly does shine. Yes. 
Yeah. Here we go. Red one in the house. <laughs> yeah, red one is red ba, ba, one. Um, I like this. <laughs> I think like yeah. So for, for me, I'll just make it clear. It is the back half of the Roman Reloaded album. It's the red one. It's the EDM um, drops. It's the I, pound I, the I, alarm. Automatic. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh my god, automatic. So it's, good. Like I and and it's the like insane really campy features that she hops on where the assignment is you've got 26 seconds fucking give it your all and then somehow she outdoes like the the original artist on their own song that yeah. to me is just like the the essence of uh of Nicki minaj that's but, the power um, she has sometimes yeah. sometimes i, I it's, it's, so, it's such a catch-22 for artists because, like, you'd want Nikki be- to get on your song so that it gets radio play and ev- and all these fans start listening to it. But fuck me, it's not so embarrassing when the person that you bring on for, like, a couple of seconds just outdoes you completely to the point where, like, most of us are skipping forward just listening to her verse yeah. and then moving on. <laughs> you can actually see on YouTube sometimes when you go on songs where people listen to the most, and a lot of the time it's actually her verse. <laughs> oh, Yeah. That'd be me. <laughs> Weird, even like songs that are absolutely killer, like sort of like I love Katie's Perry Swish Swish. Her rap is the best part of that song. Yeah. Oh, I mean, on that yeah. album, I'm sure Nikki was a highlight. <laughs> oh. Hey, hey, no spoilers for what's absolutely going to be a season two episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Remember, if you want more Pivotal Pop, you can follow us on TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter at Pivotal Pop Podcast for the latest updates and some fun extra content. Uh, but I want to get a sense of how you, th- what you think of the album in its uh, entirety, um, because I, I certainly have feelings towards it, but I'm interested to hear, especially you, Hayden, because you're a stan of Nikki, clearly. Mm. Um What's your overall consensus of the album? I like that it was like, you're a stan, clearly, brackets derogatory. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it was an insult, yes. Yeah, you're yeah. a garb. Is it garbs? Yeah. Barb. Barbs? No, Barb. but like the, the slang online is like garbs, like they're garbage. Oh! <laughs> yeah. I didn't know that. I'm going to use that forever. <laughs> Absolutely trash. <laughs> um... Yeah, it's interesting. I think um, you sort of touched on it earlier, Xander, just talking about uh, the way that she sort of debuted with Pink Friday and the evolution getting to Pink Print. Um, And very much the way I frame this album is, obviously she got so much backlash when she dropped Pink uh, Friday, Roman Reloaded, and very clearly tried to play both markets of being pop and then being, um, you know, uh, like a quote-unquote real rapper that's that's Mm. spat real bars. Um, and so I think that this was the, like the way I see the pink print is this is her album trying to like get back to her roots, but also not throwing away all of the, um, stuff that she achieved in the Roman reloaded era. Mm. So I, I feel like this is actually quite similar to the, um, to the debut album in the sense that there's a lot sort of going on. Um, it does feel quite like rooted in like Nicki Minaj, the rapper, not Nicki, Nicki Minaj, the pop star. Yeah. Um, although yes. we do have moments. Um, I think the, the this is just a really solid, um, like eclectic mix of songs um, w- where there are a few misses. And I think that even in the ones where there are misses, um, there's still like really positive elements about it and i understand why they're there mm. that makes sense yeah, well she sure. she, um, she went into the recording process with the intention of getting back to her 
uh, rap roots. And I, I think yeah, she needed to as well. I think she needed to have integrity behind her again because she, she it was being lost, if I'm being honest. Yeah. And um, yeah. I do think that it it definitely is rooted in in the rap side of things. I actually think a lot of the pop moments are the weakest moments on this album. Um, a lot of the songs yeah. that I, I actually think there's issues with, I think the album's a little bit too congested. I think that offers pacing issues when you're listening to it. So a lot of the albums that I would have cut off the album tend to be the pop songs. Um, because I, I, mm. I think that without them, I, I think the album would still offer the same thing. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, I think that if um, I, I agree with you, specifically on the song the night is still young um only because to me that felt like uh something that she needed to do mm -hmm. um to have that one like pop record on i agree there. i agree on that one yeah because yeah. it, it doesn't feel like like the the message of the song um doesn't feel like she doesn't feel like she's portraying the message of the song when she raps tonight is the night we're gonna get twisted like yeah she yeah it doesn't feel forced though it feels like it does belong on that <laughs> yeah. album though no yeah, i agree sonically it does yeah, yeah. I, I like or love all her albums but the reason i chose this one is because the one that i come back to the most like i play it from start to finish um i think the dark elements are some of the strongest of her career like i lied in the crying game yes um and I feel like outside of Anaconda and maybe The Night Is Still Young, she was taking things a bit more seriously, if, if you guys are covered. Um, but I never really knew what was happening with the singles. And another probably downside to it is I felt like there's like there's like three or four songs pretty much in a row where there's like a male feature. And I'm like, they could kind of just sound a bit more, like they could kind of blur into one, really. But I, I love the like album. That, I actually like that string of songs. So I'm going to Oh, same. I love them all. But that, okay. I, I guess, you know, <laughs> it could kind of just sort of, Sort of blur into one, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I, seven, uh, look, standard version alone, 17 songs, a tad too long for me. Uh, deluxe version, how many is it? Like 25 or something? 23. 23. Yeah. 23. Yeah. Look, I personally would have cut Four Door Aventator. I can't even say the word. I love that song. <laughs> oh, I bet you do. <laughs> um, and I don't know what an Aventador is, but I love it. <laughs> um, but I want in. <laughs> I would have cut Trinidad Girls as well, to be honest, because um, I don't think it, uh, without it on there, I don't Ooh. think it offers. I think the album offers Ooh. the same. I would have cut Bed of Lies. I don't think it offers much either. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's let's, <laughs> let's cut this shit right now. We have to discuss I knew this the song we're talking about. I will play Bed of Lies now for the people listening at home. You can never make eye contact. Everything you got was based off of my contact. You were flawed, but I'm gonna remain eye Lovely song, although very clearly a Skylar Grey song that she was added on to. Yeah, but like it, like you could say the same for like love the way you lie, and that's so clearly like yeah. just for both of well, them. Well, that's love the way you lie. Isn't that a Rihanna song? Yeah, yeah, it yeah. is. Oh, yeah, sorry. I'm <laughs> yeah, I feel like okay. we're gonna have a lot to discuss when it comes to Bed of Lies because I'm not feeling that's one of the cuts of the album. Yeah, I like the song. Oh, I, I, like song. I, I, think I don't think it's a bad song. Yeah. I just think, I just think without it on the album, the album would offer the same. But like, well, I think, don't like, cut the song if you like the song. Oh no, but like, yeah, I well, I don't, I don't love the song. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> oh, not gonna bet of lies. I just don't I think, think like, it's her as strongest. Like, oh, see, I love. I reckon the verses are so strong, and I think Skylar Grey was like a thing for a red hot minute around then. Yeah, she was. I, think I remember being on American Idol in that season, and this to me is like not only 
one of the sort of strongest commercial songs, but I'm picking it as a single spoiler. I was gonna, I was literally gonna say, I was like, this has been, I've been playing around with this on my on my list. Oh my like, god, this is yeah. good. This is a good like rap ballad song, especially in the era when they were a thing. Um, yeah, like the label slept on that bed of lies. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm just gonna agree to disagree because I just don't think it's that great. <laughs> I think there's just much okay. stronger moments. Yeah, and there are, and we'll talk about all of them. Yeah. Um, like Trinity Dem Girls, play the grab, Xander. Oh, I don't have, I don't have that grab. <laughs> Trinity Dem grabs. No, oh my god, how dare you? <laughs> okay, all right. For everyone listening, Xander's gonna put it in in post. I'll put it in right now. Which then girls them my pot the pump pump them my wine up them waist them my pot the pump pump queens them girls them. Glad. Okay, now that you're back and you've enjoyed the whole song um, of Trinity Them Girls, <laughs> um, I love that song. I think that that is a highlight on this album. Okay, Hayden, if I if I said a name of any song on this album, what would your response be? <laughs> I love this song. <laughs> that would be. <laughs> oh, I see. I see what you mean. Sorry, I thought you were just getting me to name a song. Oh. But no, I I think that this is like. This is top three on the album. Oh my like, god! Sure. I, need, <laughs> I need to ask you a question, Hayden. Even though I brought the album to the table, I want to know what happened with this as a single choice. Was it cancelled? Like, what was the deal? I'm I'm actually not across why it wasn't a real single. I just remember um, Nicki Minaj was meant to perform Trini Dem. Oh, she did perform Trini Dem Girls at an award show, but it, it didn't get any sort of like proper Action. single treatment, and I'm not sure why. In my head, I think at the time I'd built it to, do you remember that weird era where like Taylor Swift and Nicki Minaj were feuding because Nicki Minaj oh my said God, something yeah. about how like if you're skinny, like you'll get nominated for, for video of the year, which oh, was a yeah. point at Miley, but Taylor thought she was talking about bad blood and so kind of like got involved and they started to have like beef. That's right. I feel like this was like the weird PR stunt at that era of everything. Um, but I, yeah, no, I, I don't think, know why I didn't get the. I think it was ju- it was sent to US radio to be played on radio, but they just didn't do anything else with it. So I don't they really, no. <laughs> yeah, I just I don't they I don't know no. if it wasn't received well, which I can understand, um, or is. <laughs> Or if they just abandoned the campaign. Oh, we didn't get your yeah. letter. Sorry, Nikki. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe after the night is still young, um, coming out as the sixth single, they were probably like, we're a bit oversaturated. We yeah. can probably leave this one. Oh yes, especially after Better Lies. Uh, but moving on from that. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, Hayden, I think that uh, get not releasing Get On Your Knees is one of the biggest mistakes of Nicki Minaj's entire career. Yes. Thank you for bringing it up. Thank you. I just realized because we're going into the singles after this that we were not going to talk about it. Yes, you're absolutely correct. I believe that this is Nicki Minaj and Ariana Grande's best song together. Do you agree Ooh, with that? Agree, agree. Bed's close, but this is gr- the best. Play it. Get on your knees, get on your knees. Baby, just get Oh, you guys are going to kill me. Say pretty, please. You guys are going to kill me. Please. I feel like I need to give some context. This was just after my everything dropped and Ariana was fucking everywhere and she was having nonstop hits. Like, even if you don't like it, surely as a commercial thing, Xander, you would agree that it was a good idea to release it. I know. I don't not like the song. I think that uh, Get On Your Knees bit is phenomenal. I I think the pre-chorus is trash. I don't need a dozen roses. You ain't got 
like, I don't like oh, the pre-chorus. Wow. Yeah, oh, I don't, it doesn't really go, does it? But I no. still love it. The song overall. I, I, I think oh, I don't know. I don't know how radio-friendly the song is. That chorus, phenomenal. I think it's brilliant. Yeah. Um, I don't know how radio-friendly the rest of the song is, and I, and I actually I don't think it would have gone well. I don't think it would have gone well. I completely disagree with you because <laughs> Dark Horse was big just before it, and this is absolutely a Dark Horse ripoff. Yeah, but Dark Horse so, is like, a better oh, song. Yeah, but like <laughs> it, this is still a very good song, and that like, and it's like I'd rather hear Nicki Minaj than Juicy J. <laughs> oh my god! I don't know. I I do I, I, I do think Ariana's moment on that chorus is phenomenal. That pre-chorus though, it's it's like totally it kind of draws Which out a bit. Are you uh, talking about the I don't need a dozen roses? Yes. Yeah. Oh, God, it's awful. You don't it, love that? No, at I don't all. think it belongs to the rest of the song. I agree, I, I Ed. I love the song. I agree, Ed. Yeah. Oh, I really like it. I actually wonder if, um, if Katy Perry was meant to be the feature for this instead of Ariana well, um, because of how similar it is to Dark Horse. I have and thought that as well. The- Every time I'm listening to the song, I always start singing Dark Horse. Like that bit when she's mm, like, yeah. I don't want a dozen roses. I go, uh, baby, you don't so know you what you're waiting for. What it- <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it, I think it, it's definitely similar to Dark Horse. I don't, I think Dark Horse is the superior song. Um, and I don't know. Okay. You got to think as well at this point in Ariana's career, she wasn't doing many like dirty songs. So I think maybe a lot of the yeah. reason why it probably wasn't chosen as a singles because the label was like, no, we want to portray you this way. And we don't want to put this version about you out, out to the masses, um, as a single release. Oh, I, I genuinely think it just wasn't a single because bang, we were still seeing the after effects of bang, bang. That and is so also, like, yeah, that's a good that point. Yeah, gen- true. That's a really good point. I had that in my notes somewhere and I completely forgot. Like they'd just done a duet together and it was like, yeah. it was what, six or seven times platinum or something in the US, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, I think it was the most successful single. On the, radio. the only thing, the only thing I wanted to say is, um, Katy Perry is a, um, co-writer on that song. So either. Oh, wow. She, they actively like interpolated Dark Horse or she was genuinely meant to be a feature on it and then accidentally wrote something very similar to Dark Horse. Because in the song, there she does make the like reference to Katy Perry, which is like, I'm on that firework, Katy Perry. Oh, or, like, yeah. Whatever. Oh, yeah. So, Do you feel like with Bang Bang, they meant to get Juicy J and they accidentally called Jesse J and just ran with it? <gasps> oh, <laughs> like, my God. What the fuck was she doing on that? It's actually Jesse <laughs> J's Jesse song, Jesse. you evil man. <laughs> <laughs> oh I know, I'm going to get some death threats from the Jesse J stand community. <laughs> yeah, all two of them. <laughs> oh, fuck. So, guys, today's game, it's actually just a bit of a simple one. I'm bringing it back and we're doing a, a trivia. And it's called Pink or Pink Print. Uh, so I'm going to ask you a question and you have to tell me if the answer is pink, Nicki Minaj, or both. Sounds simple? Wait, pink, Sorry? Nicki Minaj, or both pink and Nicki Minaj? Both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're going to ask okay. us so ask a, a question, and then we have to say if it's, what's pink? Um, pink is the singer. Oh! Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm sorry. Did, were I you, with, were you had the one. same <laughs> thoughts as I had, Hayden? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's only because we did the brandy, <laughs> brandy last week. Yeah. So I was like... I was like, the, the colour pink. Either way, the colour pink 
or Nicki Minaj or both. Oh my god, we're just two dumb gay boys over here, not knowing what's going on. <laughs> Let's right, do so it. Six questions. Uh, first question is this person. Wait, wait. Do we have to buzz pink. in? Um, you can do actually. You can buzz in, but do you want to both want to have a go? So what well, my buzz is going to be Xander. Yeah. What? Okay, mine will be Hayden. Okay, cool. Amazing. All right. So first question. Their favorite color is pink. Xander. Hayden. Hayden, you're first. Okay, I I was I... first. <laughs> no, 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 I was definitely first. Um, despite my Zoom delays, I um <laughs> I I reckon Nicki Minaj is the one that says the favorite color is pink because pink I feel like only was relevant for for when she was was in her black pink debut era. <laughs> you stole my joke from later. Well done. <laughs> sorry. Do you want to counteract that or do you want to give him the chance to So he, you said sorry, you said Nick Minaj? Yeah. Okay, well I'm just gonna yeah, I'll counteract it and go pink in case you get it wrong. Hayden is correct. That's um, correct, Shorty. That is correct. I, think the clue, shorty. I guess it's in <laughs> The clues are I guess in a lot of Nikki's videos. She's got pink hair and pink gloss and lots of stuff, whereas um pink the singer is more is is a nick comes from a nickname. Oh. Right, so question two. This artist has worked with Tricky Stewart, who did Brianna's Umbrella, Xander. Beyonce's Single Ladies, and Mar- Ooh, Xander. Go. I'm pretty sure this is Nicki Minaj. Tricky Ricky I... Stewart. Hayden. Well, I don't really know. Do you give... But I was gonna go pink because <laughs> uh, um the songs you just you just said were like smashes and pink has a fair view under her belt. Hayden, you are correct. Oh, that is correct. There it is again. She works with Tricky in her blank, black pink era. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Do we, can we leave it in? Is it, is it fine to say black pink? Yeah. <laughs> Why isn't it fine to say black pink? Black pink. What's Has a, it clicked for Xander? No, I, I'm... Yeah, I, do you know what we're talking about? Like, so you know the, the girl group? The Korean pop band, the Blackpink. No, but like, you know when Pink did R&B, people called her Blackpink. <gasps> oh my <laughs> God. Blackpink is finally <laughs> ended to Xander's area. I was like, why are they laughing so hard? <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty oh clever. Oh my God, that shook me. Right, let's get on with question three. This person has helped raise over $250 million for people living with Xander. HIV or AIDS. Oh, Xander. I'm pretty sure, and if I get this wrong, I'm walking out of the studio. It is pink. Yeah, Hayden? it's, it's, it's got to be pink. I feel like Nicki Minaj hates the gays. <laughs> I'm shook. It's Nicki Minaj. No! What? Finish her! Oh, my God. <laughs> oh my so- God. She actually did a partnership with MAC Cosmetics and it was part of the Viva Glam range that donated $250 million to people living with HIV. And oh, so she and didn't actually to... do it herself. No, but she was she was doing a, a, a sponsorship with these people. Like, it's obviously something she cared about. I don't know. I feel like she does hate the gays no. sometimes. But... <laughs> <laughs> no, so do I. But, yeah. I mean, she can hate us when she's doing music that good. Exactly. Um, Allow it. Right. Question four. This person doesn't love her first album. Xander. Pink. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to say Zen. black pink. <laughs> um, yeah, it has to be right. Only because Pink's debut is so different to everything else she's done um, after. Do you and, not um, like her debut? I, it's my favorite Pink album. Oh, my God. It say, my it's the only Pink oh, album I like. Oh, no. Oh. No, I don't did agree you, with that. Did you guys really not like Misunderstood? Like, that is phenomenal. I love it. No, no, no. 
I love I love other Pink albums, but to me, yeah. Can't Take Me Home, just most girls and there you go alone. I think I make up oh. the most plays, but Misunderstood had some fucking like heavy hitters. Don't let me get me. Oh yeah, I liked her first four albums, but after I'm Not Dead, she lost me. You oh. like Funhouse? Um, it was a bit of a rehash of I'm Not Dead, if I'm honest. Yeah, okay, that's fair. This used to be a Funhouse when. Um, was I, I correct? Like <laughs> <laughs> um so it's actually both of them oh um, oh, i forgot so, we could do both so yeah, I, I sorry was i should have made correct. that clear so pink as you guys said it's more of an artistic vision thing whereas for nikki it's she, i'm not 100 percent certain but i think i get from the way she talks about it, it's more the process and she didn't really enjoy it but she doesn't look back on it fondly at all when you say um oh. Nicki Minaj, are we talking about pink friday or early mixtape yeah pink Pink Friday, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, I was Is, shocked, is it I'm, maybe because like, um, I, I don't think the album was necessarily rushed, but I think they probably forced her into probably making it because she had such uh, initial success, not initial success, but all of a sudden she was like yes. huge. Yeah, you feel like the monster all happened so quickly. I guess she felt like she had to act on the moment and maybe, yeah, it was too yeah. much for her. But it, like, it, that's so funny because it's so good. Like, um, and it's, it's, it sounds like a finished product on its own. It's mm. it's not the case of like um of like Lord's um pure heroin, which I think some people could have just been like she probably just had to capitalize on how big Royals was and then put out this sort of like um short album because because Pink but Pink Friday sounds like a finished product, which is all really yeah. good. and it had a lot of like yeah. deluxe tracks. So which seemed which made it feel yeah. like yeah. the recording was happening for a long time that she had so many tracks to choose from. Mm. Super bass was a delight. Including track. super bass. <laughs> yeah, legit. That's a bonus track. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So, question five, and just a reminder, it can be both. Um, <laughs> not that I'm leading you on or anything. Um, but this this artist has three US number one albums. Xander, I am going to say it's just Nikki and not Pink. Well, Nikki only has four, and this didn't top. The first two did. <laughs> Are That's, we talking I, about you or the album? <laughs> well, no comment. Uh, <laughs> I um, I trying to work out if Queen would have gone to number one. I feel like it probably could have. I think it did. I don't remember, but I think it did. Hold on, I I want to think about this. Would Pink have three? Misunderstood, definitely yes. Um, and that was so big, so maybe the the one after it would have got there too. I might say both. I'll, I'll let me throw both out there because I think they both could have. A, or if it's not both, I think it's just pink. <laughs> final answer. My my both. final answer is Nikki. My my final answer is Nikki, and I was first. So, Shorty, you are both incorrect. <laughs> oh, it's pink. that just, is correct. Oh, sorry, I did the wrong one. I pressed the wrong button. And guys, this is. I actually am fucking shook. I feel like I know a lot about pop music. So Nikki got um number one with her first two albums, but only got number two with her. Th- third and fourth mm. but pink the three albums that she's got number one with are her last three albums which what? are her what misunderstood none of those ones were number one wait, wait, wait but fucking didn't, mental didn't misunderstood sell like a fuckload of like it did i think pretty sure it sold over like that's like 12 million copies but it never got yeah. number one in the u.s oh my god oh that's insane to me that that albums can sell that much and still not get to number one especially in the day and age that we live in Absolutely. Yeah, and I'm, I'm, not, I'm not happy right about it. Before I get sued. <laughs> <laughs> right, so 
Can't Take Me Home hit number 26. Misunderstood only hit number six. Try this number nine. I'm Not Dead number six. And then Funhouse number two. And then it was all number ones from there with mediocrity. Fucking, oh, yeah, mediocrity is the right word for the, those albums. <laughs> yeah. And another God. fun fact is Pink's had 15 US top 10 singles, which I was blew my mind. That's a lot. Yeah, it is, that is funny because I feel like uh, Pink is almost an Australian artist because of how much they love her down here. Yeah. Totally agree. Which I'll never understand, anyway, but, but it's not an ep- we're not going to talk about Pink anymore. <laughs> you don't understand why she doesn't fucking like hit hard with the like Bogan moms and the lesbians. Oh no, oh, I understand. Wh- no, I do understand why, but uh, I'll never understand why they like it. <laughs> I love right. lighting up with all the the middle aged moms at the Easter show wanting to get my Pink show bag. No, oh my god. <laughs> anyway, so we we'll talk about Pink more when we do an episode on her, which I'm sure we will. Oh, it's going to happen, Xander. Right, we have one more question. This artist hates her stage name. Xander. Has to be Pink. Go, Zandy. Has to be Pink. I can't see Nicki Minaj just hating her name. I, But her name is Onika. I reckon maybe she there's a chance Nicki was like told she needed to do Nicki to, to, I don't know, seem more memorable or whatever. Um, I definitely agree that it's Pink, but I think it's <laughs> both. <laughs> You were on the right track. It's actually just Nikki. Oh um, my god! By producers, and it was too late to change. Pink actually was a teen nickname, and and um, she loved it because of the connection to Mr. Pink from Reservoir Dogs. So she actually likes it. Really different and interesting. (laughs) (laughs) That was not Nikki talking about her new name, (laughs) Onika. Sorry. (laughs) I love Onika as a name. I think it's so like that's such a. She could have come out as. Just Onika. Oh no, I don't think I don't think I don't think it would have worked if she was Onika. That's fair. I mean, sort of same as her label. Um. Yeah, (laughs) but I mean, like, why why not Onika and why is Beyonce okay? Like, you know, like it's it's a name that is kind of not something you'd heard before, but it almost makes them more of a star. Um, I feel like. I don't know. I feel like Nicki Minaj has more of a ring to it than Anika. Anika just feels like one of those. It would feel like a rapper who is really is is. It, it would seem like I like a uh, oh my god, what's it called? Like a D-list rapper. It feels like a D-list rapper. To oh me. yeah, it feels like a maybe because one word names are really common in the rap world, so it's like yeah. I mean, there's there's half of them are on like Jeremiah and all these people on her album that are pure examples of that. He was yeah. at R&B Fridays recently, actually, so you leave him alone. Oh, okay. <laughs> we can edit that out. <laughs> Thank you to the Hit Network. Although when I went to Craig David, not Jeremiah, which was very sad. Oh, well, Craig has more hits. So. Yeah, true. So, guys, I wasn't keeping score at all, so we're all fucked. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just I say I won for my own uh, self-confidence. <laughs> Congrats, Xander. Well done. <laughs> So let's jump into the Pink Prince singles. Up first was the release of Pills and Potions. Um, I'm just going to go out, go ahead and say it. Uh, no fucking idea why this was released first. Uh, and I actually think <laughs> it could have been left off the album as well, if I'm being honest. <laughs> I agree with you on that, actually. Um... Like it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. I think that like the the headspace I'm I imagine would be like I'm trying to be seen as 
more of a serious rapper. Something that is serious is ballads. Obviously, mm. she was working on singing for this album. So, and yeah. this does show this more sort of like, um, like the, the good singing from Nikki without any auto tune. I so, thought it was um, a replica of what they did on Pink Friday with Your Love as well, though. Because I had yeah, that. Yeah, but not as good. Yes, like, your but love nowhere near as good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I really, like, I remember hearing and thinking, oh, this is a really beautiful song. And then being really shocked that it had, like, massive producers because it's such a nothing song. And then as soon as the album landed, I'm like, I, I just don't get it. Yeah. yeah. And the music I, I, video is honestly, cooked. Came out, yes. Oh, agreed. Yeah, Isn't, like, water balloons or something being thrown around? I can't really remember. But no, there's, like, there's, like, like, horrific and and on purpose mind you animation of like a stuffed bunny moving its arms and then no offense but even the shots of her it it like looks really cheap and it looks like this could be like off her off a debut album um with not much money in the budget i was just like what is going on yeah which is so strange considering the budgets that she had access to for the last couple of like records she did yeah, and this, as we were talking about before, this was like the, is it a lead single, Testing the Waters? I just felt lost, lost a bit of authenticity in trying to chase the success. Critics loved yeah. it, though, surprisingly. Um, there was a really positive reaction to it, uh, and they they were like, they loved that she was leaning to pop roots, which was confusing because the whole lead up to the album, she was saying, I'm getting back to my rap roots, um, and then this came out. I don't know. It, it didn't work for me. Um and look, it didn't actually chart well either. It was number 24 in the US, 14 in Australia, and 41 in the UK. So I think the fans kind of had their say. <laughs> yeah. Also, um, can I, like, just where it fits in the album too is really fucking weird. Like, yeah. it, ju- it just follows the, like, the sort of, like, pop rap section of the album. And, like, is a hot, yeah. like, it's not a strong, like, no. um, ballad to, like, follow them up it's just so weird it's weird well i guess we can all agree that it's shit house next <laughs> we can <laughs> uh the second single off the album was anaconda my anaconda don't my anaconda don't my anaconda don't want none unless you got buns hun yo uh hayden you can lead this one fuck yeah congrats to nikki <laughs> found a hit um I like the song. This came out when I was um, just uh, like when I just finished like high school. And so I was popping my, my bussy at the club to this getting down. <laughs> it was a fucking time. I, I, I really like this song. I think it's like great pop rap. Um, yeah. Like she, she nailed it. I feel like that she, she played to radio in a way that was kind of authentic. I really, I did enjoy the whole, like she's taken this like, objectifying women song from the past and then done a feminist twist and then like been able to profit and succeed on that um, narrative that was sort of kicking about at the time as well. Um, yeah. And obviously it worked again with fucking super freaky girl. So very true. <laughs> it's a uh, good one. Uh, I'm going to say, firstly, I completely understand why it was successful. I recognize that it had a huge uh, cultural impact um, and it is recognized by most people as their favorite Nicki Minaj song. It is not one of my favorite songs from Nicki Minaj. Um, I don't like her when she does these um, tracks that are trying to get a reaction from the masses. It's just not what I prefer her on. Um, Having said that, I absolutely agree that it should have been a single. uh, And I completely accept that the the part it played in the career and good on her because it's uh, almost her biggest hit behind Super Pace. So 
Mm. Yeah, I'm completely on the same page as you. It's I don't, I never really like this song. I think it's kind of juvenile. I don't like the sample. Mm, I don't um, like the sample I, either. I've wanted a lot more. Yeah. Um, the pop culture moments since then, like Ben De La Creme doing it on Drag Race, have made me warm to it. And I recognize that it had to be a single. Um, question, was it blocked by Taylor Swift, Shake It Off? Or yes. Blank Space or something? Like, <laughs> yes, it I was. was yes. Shake It Off, yeah. Which I think was around the time of that feud you were talking about before, Hayden, which wouldn't have helped anything. <laughs> <laughs> and Taylor clearly yeah. didn't shake it off because she was very offended at the time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Anaconda charted number two in the US, um, number eight in Australia, and number three in the UK. So clearly fans lapped it up. They loved it. Uh, critics also had a very uh, positive reaction to the song as well. But up third was only featuring Chris Brown, Drake, and Lil Wayne. I never fucked Wayne, I never fucked Drake. All my life, man, fuck's sake. If I did, I menage with him and let him eat my ass like... That section of the song is the most familiar with the song I am. I'm, a, I'm actually, I haven't really listened to that so, this song that much. Um, I think mm. that it is perfect for the American market. I don't really yeah. uh, I think it has much relevance outside of that, um, really. I don't think it works. There, wasn't it? Like it was top, top Number 12. Yep, number 12. 20? Number 62 oh, yeah, in yeah. Australia and number 35 in the UK. So very clearly a single that was aimed for the US market. Yeah. Which makes sense too, because she's obviously trying to um, win back the like the fans of rap yeah. um, NBC yes. and NBC as the rapper. So yeah, it absolutely makes sense to drop this as a single. Um, I normally like don't like songs with too many features. I feel like when there's like more, more than two, I kind of go a bit like, oh fuck, like who, like whose is this? How did this even come about? Um, because I'm like, how much did you really have of an input into this one short song? Um, so I'm kind of shocked that it did quite well, and and it did really become like quite a cultural moment in the US. Mm. Um, I just don't remember oh, it at the time. Like me, I had like it was years later that I was like, oh, that was a single. <laughs> I had no idea. I remember it at the time because I was a stan and I wanted everything she did to succeed. <laughs> I remember because I was following her career. Yeah, I I was. And then I was like, oh my God, why would she release a song with three features? What are you doing, Nikki? (laughs) Um, But that opening line is fucking solid. I think that that's the, like, one of the most iconic opening lines to a rap song since I've been alive. (laughs) Ever. Yeah, I I would agree with that. And it's still all over TikTok and social media now. Like, it's still played all the time. Yeah. Oh, actually, I was going to bring that up when we were talking about pills and potions earlier. Like, I didn't give a shit about it at the time. And then now that we've got the, like, the TikTok trend associated with that song, it's like, finally, I'm, like, actually consuming the, yeah. the music from that. <laughs> yeah. I, I really like this. I don't think it's the strongest song on the album. can totally see it was a US single. Um, I, I have a lot of fun. I never skip it. I think it's got a great hook. Um, so I guess I'm an only stan. Yeah. It kind of has the same energy as Fancy. Um, just with that really simple kind of slow, um, like synthy, like melody that's like driving the song. So I disagree, but sense. I will let I you there. have your opinion. <laughs> I don't think it's like amazing. <laughs> uh, but up next, the fourth single released off the pink print was Bed of Lies featuring Skylar Grey. You could never make eye contact. Everything you got was based off of my contact. You were fraud, but I'm going to remain eye Now, I'm just going to let go into this saying this. Very clearly, the rest of the world didn't like it because it was number 62 in the US and 73 in the UK and was only a hit in Australia, 
which just shows that the taste here is horrific at number seven. <laughs> oh, stop it. I have no recollection of this actually being a single. I don't remember a video or anything. I just thought that there they is kind none. Of sent it to radio and they never promoted it and that's why it flopped. Yeah, I think that's exactly what happened, surely. I just don't, uh, I, yeah, I, I, just, I don't think it's worthy of a single compared to other songs. I mean, we kind of, we talked about this before. Yeah. Like we, we know we're all standing on it. I just think it was such an obvious hit. Like, I'm really shocked it wasn't at least top 20. Can I speculate potentially what happened? Because Better Lies came out um, like just over two weeks after Only. And I reckon uh, it was a choice. Kind of like, yeah. And, and only became like, was like, like rising and then became like a radio staple in the US. And so better yeah. wise kind of fade into the background after being put out. Yeah, I could see that. Thankfully. Um, <laughs> we, I, we had these. Good. It's so good. It's, I, like, it's beautiful. It's so beautiful. No, I think my main issue is it with it, sorry, is that. It's very clearly not a Nikki song. Like it, they obviously just brought the 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 Skylar Grey vocal to her on this song and said, um, "Here you go, put your um, your verses on it and let's go." And I don't like that. I don't like when Nikki does that. I really like when there's um, creative involvement with Nikki. I think that's when songs yeah, are at their that. best. So, um, and it's another one of those. I know it's a bit whiny for me. I'm kind of like, oh, I just wanted to like, you know, get to the end. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> the fifth single released of the Pink Print was Truffle Butter featuring Drake and Lil Wayne. Looking out loud, I must have about a million on me right now. And I ain't talking about that Lil Wayne record. I'm still a highest selling female rapper for the record. Uh, this is, I think this is top tier, Nikki. I think it's actually one of the best songs ever. It's phenomenal. Yeah. It's phenomenal. It's so good. I like, like I don't usually like extremely vulgar songs, but I think Same. in the context of what this is, it just, it, it just goes off. And we were talking about before, like a minimalism. I just eat this up. Like I'm, I've never skipped it when I've heard it. Yeah. Not once. The, um, I fucking love the instrumental as well. Like I, I think yes. it's, it samples that one song <clears throat> that also got sampled on fucking Sour Candy, that also got sampled on Swish Swish. Like just yeah. the dum, dum, dum. It, it's a beautiful sounding synth. Um, it, it's fuck like this is so good. And yeah. just the way that um, it wasn't like, it doesn't sound like a song that was just like the instrumental was sent to all three artists. Like it sounds like they listened to what each other did and then were able yeah. to like, mm. offer their own version. Of that. Oh my and, God. And, and Lil love- Wayne, Lil Wayne is so good on this. So oh good. Yeah. I remember hearing so this for good. the first time and I was like, I was like shocked because it was just like, I hadn't heard anything like it before. It was so yeah. different yeah. to yes. anything Agreed. else that was out at the time. I, I also just really love the moment where like Drake says thinking out loud, I must need a quarter million on, on me right now or whatever. And then Nicki Minaj does, like, I must have about a milli. It's just quite, I, I think it's like really cute that they're like playing off of each other because what it sounds like they both, they all wrote verses. And then after hearing each other's verses, tried to like outdo each other because yeah. the quality yeah. of all three verses is just like, like tens across the board. I, it's, it's so really good. good. Yeah. I do think though and that I this think- is another, another song that was mainly uh, service to US radio and would have worked really only in the US. I, 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 and, and look, it was number 14 in the US. It was number 188 in the UK. I just don't, I don't see this working outside oh, of that market. I think it's, well, it really taps into Nikki as the, you've touched on it before the, about being like kind of a feminist. Like she really owned like her sexuality in this space. And I think this song just goes off for that reason. 
It's crazy because like, like there is another song, like we, we just spoke about it only, like on the album that features Drake and Lil Wayne, but the quality of this song is just like yeah. so much better. It's, yeah. it's just wild that it's just in the same, like not, not even in the same timeline, but on the same album. <laughs> Maybe she should have chosen one or the other instead of releasing both, even though they were both top 20 songs. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a fair point. Do you think if Truffle Butter was released before only and they were switched around that Truffle Butter would have been a bigger hit? It could only have helped, I reckon. Because I think that only mm. probably would have had the same impact, but if Truffle Butter had been placed earlier on in the singles run, uh, I think paired uh, with... Truffle Butter is a song from... A, I think it's a bonus song. So I think maybe there was a, a, a choice in that being a bit later. So it was like... Re- is it? I thought it was... I thought it finished the standard edition. Did I get that incorrect? Oh, I thought it was a bo- like a target track or something. Let me have a, a look. Bonus the track. pink print. Uh, it's um. I think it was. It wasn't on the like um the deluxe edition, but it was like a. It was like the bonus track on the standard edition. If that oh, makes yeah, sense. That's so, right. Oh yeah. Yes. Edition came out and like attacked on at the end, and then when they did the deluxe, it was like attacked on at the end of the the bonus tracks that got placed in the middle. Oh, I see. Yeah, because on the standard here, number seventeen is truffle butter oh because i you would think that would finish on grand piano and yeah that makes sense yeah yeah yeah, yeah. uh the last single released off the pink print was the night is still young um i love it uh, it was refreshing uh after the other singles uh she needed to have a pop moment i think it's a very strong yeah. song on the album uh, it actually did pretty well in the US. It charted at number 31. Surprisingly, I didn't know that. I thought it kind of flopped, but, um, you know, that's top 40 yeah, hit. same. Do you guys get elements of Beauty and the Beat with the Justin song from it? Oh, yeah. I haven't thought of that. I was, yeah. The the really slick um, sort of like synth. Um, I really wasn't expecting you both to really like the song. This is not um, the song. <laughs> Oh, well, well, you don't I like it. I was always going to love it. I didn't think Xander was. <laughs> no, I, I, it's not that I don't like it. To me, this sounds like the label were like, okay, well, you need to have one pop song. Like you got to do, you got to do one. Yeah. Because, like, you had Starships, you had Pound the Alarm. Like you got to kind of have a version of that, right? Oh. And to me, when I hear the, like her do this, I'm kind of like, I don't know how much you wanted this to be on the album as much as you were probably told that you needed to have this on the album. Well, it's this one of the four music bit. videos that were released as well. And the music yeah. video is pretty good. But this song mm. was one of the, the song that got the most criticism from critics and fans because they were like, what is it doing on this album that she's supposed to be you know, taken more seriously and back to our hip hop roots? Mm. Yeah, it felt like a safety net. For like but like also remember, to- even on Pink Friday, she had pop moments as well. So that it has always been yes. in her identity to have a pop moment. So I think to be for the critics and the fans to kind of like come at it that way, I don't really agree with that. No, no, I, I don't think oh, that. The- I love it. Mm. And I'm so glad it was a single. It's phenomenal. Yeah. I just, I don't have any issue with her putting pop on this album. My issue is that I think that this is a worse pop moment than things like Pound the Alarm were for A Roman Reloaded. Like, I, but to me, I'm like, if you're going to go there, go there even harder. Yeah, okay, no, I understand that. I think, I think the, uh, I think because it, it's much more subdued to her other pop moments, but I think that subduedness, if that is a word, I don't know if it is, um, I think that works <laughs> well within the scheme of things for the album. So I think when you're comparing it to things like Pound the Alarm or um, Whip It and, and songs like that, 
that's just a totally different vibe on a totally different body of work. So I think it works well in the scheme of things uh, and as well as a single compared to the other releases. Yeah, that's fair. You're so right. Nothing harder would have worked on this album at all. It is time for us to give our individual singles rollouts. Now, for the people listening at home, this has been a hot topic over the last uh, week and a half that we've been listening to this album. There's been many a comment made in the group chat. (laughs) about what's going to happen. <laughs> Apparently Hayden has 25 singles. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going to kick us off today and I'm going to say that I'm I'm going to kick off the album campaign with Anaconda. Um, I don't know why mm-hmm. she didn't do this in the first place. I think it's a no-brainer. Not a fan of the song myself, but completely understand why it was a hit. Um, and I think it would have gone number one as well if it was released first. Pills and Potions, I think, really took away a lot of the impact the song would have had. Um, so that's my first single. Second single off the album, and I know we're about to have a discussion on this, has to be Feeling Myself. I am gagged that this mm. was never made a single. Because I think that this is one of Nikki's best songs of all time. I also think it's one of Beyonce's best songs of all time. And I cannot believe that a song this good on the pink print wasn't released to make fucking money. It it blows my mind, especially when Beyonce was having her moment uh, with the self-titled album as well. Um, Zandy, you're going to kill me, but this is probably my only skip of the album. I just don't (gasps) get it. I don't like it. Oh, I don't don't like it. I will say, I will say it makes no sense that it wasn't a single. No, okay. Two things here. Ed, leave the chat. Secondly, (laughs) um, I think that the reason why this didn't get the single treatment is tied to the um, Flawless Remix. Very short rise of Tidal. And I think that the song <gasps> oh, yes. tied up in it was it. a title single. So the music video was an exclusive um, that was only available on title. And Wait, hold I on. There's a music that video. That... So yeah, the, yeah, it's backstage. It's like twenty dollars. <laughs> twenty dollars, a fucking like a balcony and a dream. <laughs> no, no, no. So, so it's it's behind the scenes footage of um, oh. Beyonce and Nicki Minaj being at Coachella. Um, but you're right that it did cost twenty dollars. <laughs> it's really cute though. Like it's like it's it's kind of exactly what I wanted from it because they're just kind of like having a lot of fun. And also this song came yes. out at the same time as Flawless Remix was like, yeah. which was them going really fucking hard and being aggressive. So I liked that. They very much were like, fuck it. Like, this is our, like, feeling cunt song. <laughs> I think it's crazy that this it wasn't released. It, and with with all that information taken in, I still disagree. I think it should have been the second single. Uh, the third single. Yeah, um, yeah we're, we're on the same page with that. <laughs> yeah, good. Uh, the third single. Um, oh God, I've just, I've been struggling with this, but I'm going to stick with what I did earlier. And I'm going to go only as a US release only. <laughs> My god. And I'm going to <laughs> and I'm going to pair this with an international release uh specifically more aimed at the UK of The Crying Game featuring Jesse Ware. And I'm just going to play the bit where Jesse sings as well because I think it's uh you need to hear that to kind of really get an understanding of the song. Oh, 
Uh, I think this song is beautiful. Um, it would have worked. Uh, look, I know I went, I came for Skylar Grey earlier for just like kind of handing Nikki a track to put a vocal on. This is essentially also what happened with this song. I just think this song's a better song. <laughs> so, but I think. If you remember, this was this was 2014. This was really before Jesse was like a thing. Like she yeah. was, I think she mm. had an album out by that point. So I don't think it would have been rested on commercially for the fact that she was on it. Oh, not at all. Hey, uh, did you know that when the album came out, Jesse Ware wasn't credited? Oh my god, I know. It was literally, oh, wow. it was literally just called the Crying Game, yeah. and it wasn't until like months to like months after. I'm not sure when that the feat Jesse Ware popped up in um in the like the internet uh, streaming services, um, which means she would have just had to fight to actually get some credit on that song, which is insane because um. Like she's she's come out afterwards and said that it was a mistake and she actually it wasn't meant to happen that way. What do you mean? Uh, Jesse Ware came out and said that uh, it was an accident. Apparently, that she wasn't put on <laughs> as a feature. Uh, oh right, okay. but I mean, I I feel like that's a bit of a cover up to some drama that uh, was probably happening behind the scenes. Yeah, I think so. Nicki Minaj kind of has a history of like not wanting to feature people if they don't need to be on the track. I think that mm. a similar thing happened with that. Uh, Hey Mama with David Guetta and Bibi Rexa. Um, yeah. That was initially like David Guetta, Afrojack, Nicki Minaj, and just Bibi Rexa's like insane pre-chorus was just like going uncredited. Um, so, so good on her, good on Jessie for like fighting to to get that credit back. I can kind of see why Nicki Minaj wanted to keep her name off of it because she was so clearly trying to prove that she was a good singer on this album. But Jessie's like um, on more than half the song. <laughs> Well, I think that it's like, I think that the, the vocals are a bit blended. Like, it, it's not clear when Nikki's singing when and when Jessie is because yeah, sometimes. Um, Nikki does, I think, in it. And I think that she wanted to make that a little bit unclear um, mm. by not crediting her. <laughs> Great choice, though, Xander. I completely love your dual release thing. I think it's clever. Thank you so much. Mm. I agree. Um, but <laughs> coming What's up. What's number four? Number four. Four. <laughs> Number four is going to be favorite featuring Jeremiah. Oh, this is like top three on the album for me. I fucking love this song. Um, I think the production is sexy. Um, it's I think it's one of Nikki's best moments rap wise on the album. Um, I just, I just really like it. I think it would go really good on US radio. Um, I don't know necessarily if it would be a hit worldwide, but I think it would have had an impact. I think it has the most potential out of songs like only or truffle butter to have some international impact. I think with, I agree. Favorite is a really good song. Um, I think that like Jeremiah's vocals are really good on it and, and, mm. and offer some of the better sort of like male vocals that appear on this album. Um, but I can't ever see a world in which she would have released this as a single because this was also at the time where her and Meek Mill were kind of like suddenly a couple um, in yeah, the world. Right. Yeah. And I just think if she was going to like play into that like duet kind of space, it ha it would be so weird if it wasn't with Meek. Well, having said that, Hayden, up next, I have another... Oh, <laughs> I I have another dual release. Um, it has got the fifth single will be Truffle Butter US only release. Um, and oh I'm going God. to <laughs> I'm going to have an international release of Buy a Heart featuring Mig Mill. Anybody? Anybody, anybody, anybody wanna buy a heart? Anybody, anybody, anybody wanna buy a love? 
I don't think by a heart would have gone well in the US, but I think it just has that really off-center energy that it would have been an accidental hit in places like Australia. <laughs> so I'm going to go with that. I, I, I think it's a fun song. It I, is a fun I think song. The, the, the hook is kind of like wild. It's just so crazy. Yeah, I think like it's the most fun. crossover potential Mick Mill has ever had on a song. That's fair. I, I disagree with you, though, in that I think that if this was released, I think America would have lapped it up because they lapped up... Um, was it All Eyes on You? That was a Meek Mill song featuring Nicki Minaj and Chris Brown. Um, basically, it was like, that was the, that's where all the attention about their relationship went, like to that song. Mm, okay. All Eyes on Me? All Eyes on um, I'm not anyway, sure. It's yeah. a song on Mick Mill's album that features Nicki. Um, so I think this is just a much better, catchier version of that. But Very good. But to finish off my singles run, it's going to finish with The Night Is Still Young, the pop moment. Oh, uh, yeah. I was wondering if that was going to come into your list. Yeah. <laughs> but just to, to to run through it, because that was an extended chat of my singles run today. Anaconda, Feeling Myself, Dual Release Only in the Crying Game, Favourite, Dual Release, Truffle Butter, By a Heart, The Night Is Still Young. Do you have awesome. seven songs? No, that was, no, that was, well, it was eight total, but it was only six releases. <laughs> <laughs> Shut the fuck. Someone that was, like, not looking forward to doing this album. <laughs> yeah. Suddenly pulling I know! A third of the damn LP. Oh, God. <laughs> Basically everything except pills and potions. Also, I hate this album. <laughs> I think I'm going to go next because Hayden's got 45 singles. Um, mm. I have seven. Um, and I just want to start by saying I think the two of the three best songs in the album I don't think could have been singles which is I Lied and The Crying Game. I know you gave a reasoning before, Xander, but I'm mm. not sure if it could have been a single. Um, mm. Straight off the bat, Anaconda, it just, I don't love it. It just, it makes sense. It was a big hit and it deserves to be. Uh, number two, Bed of Lies. Oh! Um, a super hit. Don't lap it up, I know. Yeah. yeah. I, just, I just feel with the right... Com- <laughs> that is incorrect. Um, it- I feel with the right investment, this would have been a song that would have caught on radio and it would have been a sleeper hit, like a, a long, like a top 20, but eventually goes like triple platinum. Third single is US Only, it's Truffle Butter. Oh my God, this USA. song. I mean, we've, we've, we've talked about it. It's just melting, melting like butter. Mm. Um, number four or three overall is Get On Your Knees. Again, mm-hmm. why was this a single? Ariana was so hot right then. Even with that dodgy bridge, it could have been a big hit. Um, US single again, feeling myself. Um, very I good. Think the exact rollout she did, maybe not release on title, but still the twenty dollar video. Like it was mm. perfect for what it was. Um, I don't know even sure what single I'm up to, but the night is still young. Back to a banger, and to finish off the campaign, just because it's my most played song, is want some more. I fucking love. Oh, it. Yeah. Yeah. who had Eminem on the first album? Who had Kanye saying shit problem? Who the fuck came in the game made it on column? No, yeah. I, I can. Yeah, yeah. I feel that. I feel that. I think it could have been a hit in the US. Oh yeah. yeah. No, I feel that. That's I a good choice. Gonna, I was shocked that we hadn't talked about it until this thing. So I was quite excited to go the fuck off about it when I was doing my singles. <laughs> It'll be in it. Um, once more is fucking incredible. It might be like my like. It's definitely top three. Like Nikki raps. Like when oh, Nikki yes. is coming out, especially when she I goes think. fast on it. Yeah. yeah. Who had Eminem on the first album? Who had Kanye? <laughs> yeah, it is good. It's really good. Yeah. It's so, and every line is, it's like not just her being fast. It's like every fucking line in that is like, yeah. these other rappers can't say that because they haven't made Literally, that. Yeah. <laughs> it was queen of rap status in one song. 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, Hayden. You're up. Oh, okay, let's do it. Um, this is I feel like ridiculous. Sorry, can I just I make a cup of tea though? Because I think I'm gonna be here for an hour <laughs> listening to <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm literally about to say this. I can't believe y'all made me feel bad for having quite a lot because I cut mine down to seven, which is insane that Zend has more singles than me for this album. <laughs> <laughs> oh anyway, shit, I was giving you all week up until this as well. Genuinely would have felt so comfortable releasing 20 songs and letting them <laughs> flop because it's okay to flop. But let's get into it. Actually, Ed, I think we're very, very similar. Um Ooh. actually, I think we have the same <gasps> list, but in a different order. But oh, let's let's oh, get wow. into it. Oh, yeah, do it. So um Anaconda to start with, obviously we're on the same page with that. Yeah. Um, like so good for her to get a hit like that. And I think it would be weird if this wasn't released first, because it was weird that it wasn't released first <laughs> in the time that we lived. So let her come out, let her have her like solo hit. I think it's important as well for her to have a solo hit before the array of features that then follow. Um, next up, I'm gonna go truffle butter international i'm not here just to play the us oh, radio oh okay <laughs> i reckon this should do well <laughs> it, we've already spoken about it it's good to so dream good. and <laughs> shut up <laughs> i also think that um there's a lot of um like culture around whenever drake nikki and Lil Wayne, like the three young Very money true. fucking yeah. like get yeah. on one song and i think yeah. that that actually is an important thing for her to come out with and i think this is so much better than um only there's like a there's Next a real up, comfort that comes along with them in a song together if, if being honest like whenever they're on a track yeah. i'm kind of like oh this feels like really right yeah yeah got with family yeah absolutely it's like it's it's good vibes are in the studio because you know they're actually like mm. friends and yeah. actually and it, it also gives them a license to do 500 songs together and not bad yeah. about it yeah yeah for sure um i reckon this is their best song altogether. <gasps> oh, so the, as, as a three yeah yeah no yeah i, I could agree with that yeah cool it's, yeah so good. Um, next off, and I want to collide this with the release of the album, if that's something that we're allowed to do. Um, <laughs> but as the album drops and the third single comes out, feeling myself for sure. Yeah. I think just the sheer anticipation for um, like Beyonce and Nikki to be on that one song. Um, yeah, we've already spoken about it. It's fucking weird that it didn't, it wasn't number one um, and like got the proper treatment with the proper video. But um yeah, it's really good. Also, the fucking like Beyonce, Beyonce's verse on that is so cocky and so mm. good because we also forget that Beyonce wasn't much of a rapper up until this point. Yeah, yeah. So to be quite good at it and to be quite cocky with the like change the game with the digital drop, like that was that stopped so good. the world and, and world stop. stop. Carry on. <laughs> yeah, no, that was good. And also Hit Boy's production on that is um is great. Amazing. I, I think it's all around the perfect song. Um, next up, The Crying Game. Yay. Yes, good I'm choice. We all in agreement. This song is so fucking good. The guitar riffs are like blended into the like instrumental so well that they don't feel out of place or like rocky. Um, and yeah, Jesse wears like contribution to the song was like beautiful as well that really was the sound i want to make a comment on this in the uk Je jesse ware was like really just coming to into her own and having her moment in the uk that sound yeah. at that time in 2014 that was like going off i re i honestly think the crying game would have been a hit yeah so her debut album is almost as good as her most 
recent one. So if anyone's like a fan of the latest one, go back and revisit it. It's amazing. I think I have listened to it a few times and I really enjoyed it. Yeah. It's just, it's so in her own lane, but yeah, sorry, I I had no digress. No. Oh my God. I I haven't listened to it. So I definitely will. Um, Yeah. So my fourth single was the crying game for UK only based on that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not doing it for the UK only. I take that back. Um, My fifth single, Want Some More. Yes. Yes. Bring it to the attention, Ed. I feel like this could have done so well with the proper treatment and fulfilled the destiny that Nikki wanted to achieve, which is to be appreciated in the rap community. Because this is a fucking good rap song that doesn't rely on any pop elements to make it good. It just is a really good fucking rap song um, with insane flow and insane punchlines. Like, so fucking good um next up get on your knees featuring ariana grande i think if you're gonna take it all the way into the rap space bring it back um and give radio a bit so that they're not feeling too left out in the lurches um and this would have meant that enough time had passed since um dark horse was big and since bang bang was big so people would have thoroughly enjoyed um the sound of the song if it came out on radio and then oh a really incredible song to to close it here we go um Five, Here six, we my go. Seven on Nikki. Treat them girls with a pump, a pump, and then a round Treat them girls got to come out. Fuck off. Guys, <laughs> 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 no, this song is a smash hit. It is Nikki dance pop, but in a way that's not EDM. It means that she's the queen of rap and dance because you can do it in any fucking like variation of dance music. I think it's really good. And also Lunch Bunny Lewis had his hit with Bills or whatever the fuck. So like this would have been uh, perfect yeah. time to have like done a collab. Yeah, true. We're all in agreement that the song is amazing. Yes. Uh, it's fine. <laughs> I'm sh- yeah, I'm not sure if it should have been a single. <laughs> yeah, but no. I, I appreciate your reasoning. I appreciate you, Thank Hayden. You. Let's just say that. <laughs> Thank you. That's all I wanted. Um, And that's it. That's it for me. I mean, I could have kept going. The Night is Still Young definitely has a place on the singles run, like with seven mm. singles on it still. Um, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Very, uh, a lot of our choices are the same. All of our rollouts completely different though. Um, mm. I think overall the album, uh, and this this isn't a negative critique, I think it has so many songs on it that are high points and that could have been singles. I think that's almost what lets it down a little bit because yeah. there's there's so many there's so many options there um that she could have gone with. And I I don't think she got it right, to be honest. I don't think she got it right. No, definitely not. Yeah. I, what I score are you giving it out of ten? Score out of ten. I'm happy to go. I'm just gonna I'm gonna be super quick because it's been quite a long episode actually. There's been a lot to talk about. Um this is my favorite Nikki album. The highs and I think a little maybe a little bit higher on like Pink Friday but I so appreciated the evolution of her as an artist and the journey she was on and how consistent and cohesive it was. And I'm going to give it an eight out of 10. Mm. Yeah. I think this album is phenomenal. It's a really good um, body of work and achieved, I think what she was trying to achieve. Um, Yeah. I think with the different singles rollout, the, the, the highs could have been higher in terms of like cultural impact. But I think that like the critics loved it. The core Nikki fans loved it. And that was the the main thing that Nikki wanted to get out of it. Um, and I too, I'm going to give it an eight out of 10. 
Um, I said this earlier, I think that the album is a little too congested for me, which has some pacing issues for when I'm listening. Um, I tend to struggle to get through the whole thing and I don't like that. I like when I can sit down with an album and be excited to get Mm. through all of it. Um, I think with maybe three or four songs uh, taken off the album, I think it would have flowed better and I would have had a more enjoyable experience. However, I recognize that um, she achieved what she wanted to with the album, which was getting back to her rap roots, but still incorporated a lot of why uh, we loved Nikki in a pop era as well. Uh, so overall, um, I'm going to give it a seven out of 10 personally. Um, but I also think that perhaps with a better singles run as well, I might have looked more fondly on it. Um, yeah. but yeah, that's, that's my score in the end. I, I, look, I'm really glad you brought the album to the table here because I actually probably wouldn't have gone back and had to listen to it otherwise. Oh, awesome. Um, cause I had kind of like pushed the pink print to the side because the pink Friday, the pink Friday, pink Friday to me <laughs> has, is so huge. And like such an impactful album, um, that, that has always been top tier and forever people have been preaching, oh, the Pink Prince, the best album, the Pink Prince, it, that, da, 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 da. Um, and I was kind of like, fuck off. Like I, that is not her, that is not her like defying body of work. Uh, but it actually does stack up. It really does. So, um, thank you for bringing it to the table and thank you for opening my eyes. We, uh, we, we have to do a Roman Reloaded episode. <laughs> Maybe in season seventy-four. <laughs> <laughs> um, but thank you so much for listening to Pivotal Pop this week. We are going to be back next week with another album. Actually, next week's our last official episode of season one. Can you believe it? Wow. I know. Oh. And they said we'd never make it. No, ever. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but next week. Hayden is actually bringing us an album uh, that has huge, huge cultural impact. Um, mm. And we already did Lord Solar Power. Oh, <laughs> fuck off! That was good. That oh was my good. god! And for any Thank gays you. listening, you're gonna want to listen to next week because it's gonna be a phenomenal uh, episode with a phenomenal album and a phenomenal artist. It will be secret. Until Ooh, we release Ooh. it on Sunday. <laughs> but we'll see you next week. Well, actually, we won't see you. Bye. I do this every week. I always go, we'll see you, but it's a fuck. It's not a visual medium, is it? <laughs> we'll hear you. We'll hear you. No, no, you no. We did. Are we? <laughs> <laughs> well, something will happen. Goodbye, you dickhead. This is Pivotal Pop with Xander, Ed, and Hayden. Remember, if you want more Pivotal Pop, you can follow us on TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter at Pivotal Pop Podcast for the latest updates and some fun extra content. And if you haven't subscribed, do it now. And if you don't, Ed's going to cry, and I don't want to have to deal with that. And if you give us a five-star rating, Hayden will send you his nudes. So it's a win-win situation for everyone. Thanks for tuning in, guys.